Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. In many parts of Asia, a massive heatwave is disrupting daily life. In some cases, at least 13 people in India died through heat stroke at just one event. In Laos, the country's highest ever temperature has been recorded. In Thailand, a weather center recorded a high of 45 degrees, the highest ever seen there. In Bangladesh, the capital Dhaka has had temperatures above 40 degrees. Seen as the hottest day in 58 years, it caused the surface of some roads to melt. Professor Guy Mitchies, director of the School for Climate Studies and a professor in global change biology in the Department of Botany and Zoology at the University of Stellenbosch. Professor Mitchley, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me. It's still only April. How unusual are these temperatures for Asia for this time of year, just really as their summer's beginning to start? Well, this is typically a, a period of time uh, when that the subcontinent is exposed to sharp increases in heat. Uh, so seasonally, the, uh, the sun has now moved into the northern hemisphere, and the northern hemisphere summer is on its way. And uh, you know, in addition, the Indian subcontinent is blocked from receiving colder air by the, you know, the massive Himalayan highlands, which are large enough to, to prevent uh, cold air to some degree from, from coming down from further north. So this is a typical time of year in which you get this, this sharp increase in heat and these uh, the potential for very high temperatures. But uh, such high temperatures obviously are out of the ordinary and they appear to be caused by some form of blocking, uh, you know, some, some atmospheric blocking condition which is, which is exacerbating the heat and giving us these extremely high temperatures and uh, just generally by the background warming of planetary temperature due to global warming. So put all of these things together and you get uh, record temperatures, yes. So, I mean, it's a bit like the, the floods in KwaZulu-Natal last year. You had that sort of, what would they call it, a cut-off low, a particular weather system that created this. Here we have a particular weather system which is creating what's happening in Asia. And as long as that weather system prevails, you're going to have this intense heat. Correct. And, uh, and with the element of global warming just pushing things higher and higher year by year, and uh, what what starts to happen is that you hit extreme levels which we're not adapted to. So roads start melting, for example. Uh, they haven't been designed to, to tolerate these sorts of temperatures, and now we're starting to exceed them. Human health starts to be affected. People die because of heat stress. I mean, it's absolutely tragic and uh, very frightening. Um. We saw intense heat waves in Europe and China last year. These are all happening for the same reasons. If we have very high temperatures in Asia in April, can other parts of the world expect the same kind of thing later in the Northern Hemisphere summer? Uh, well, quite, quite possibly. The, the, the European high temperatures are often caused by blocking and uh, warm air gets fed in over the Sahara and then moves into Southern Europe causing very extreme uh, high temperatures. Uh, China has been suffering from forest fires, so all their efforts to plant trees, to, to store carbon, uh, are under risk. Um, and China had a, a really severe drought uh, last year, which has severely affected the, the water supply. So we really do hope that the monsoon season kicks in this year. It normally starts late May and into June for that part of the world. But, um, you know, the Northern Hemisphere circulation has been somewhat disrupted by global warming. 
and it's it's quite difficult to say what's what's going to happen. The models, it's, it's, we're pushing the model to limits really, <clears throat> because um, it's a, it's quite a complicated system. When you talk about the monsoon season and you talk about a lot more heat in the atmosphere, does that make the monsoon season, which often leads to flooding, more intense because there's more energy in the atmosphere? Yes, more energy in the atmosphere accelerates or uh, strengthens the the vertical movement of air off the ocean. So more moisture gets transported into the upper atmosphere, well, into into the troposphere, which causes more clouds and more intense rainfall events. And this is this is a well observed observed phenomenon. So more intense rainfall events definitely is uh, is part of the is part of the mix of, of what is going on at the moment. You talk about the specific um, things happening in Asia, and if I recall last year in Europe when you and I had a conversation about what was happening there, you made the point that in the Northern Hemisphere more la- there's more land mass, and as a result there's more heat. I didn't know that before, found that quite interesting. When we have a particular weather uh, pattern or a weather uh, dynamic which is happening in Asia at the moment, we saw something like this in Europe, we saw something like this over KwaZulu-Natal, a very intense weather pattern. I presume the same thing can happen in Southern Africa, but if we have uh, less, a few, less land in the Southern Hemisphere, will it be less intense necessarily? Yes, uh, and you remember very well, Stephen, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, in the Southern Hemisphere, we're somewhat more buffered from these extremes because we have far more ocean surface and the, the oceans are very good absorber of heat. The oceans absorb about 90% of the, the human warming that's uh, happened so far. But where we struggle a bit in the Southern Hemisphere is what uh, is our relationship to El Nino and that, that cycle. And um, we know that there's a strong El Nino developing already in the in the Pacific and we wait to see what effect this is going to have on, on, on our part of the world. That that's our big question. Uh, and so El Nino conditions can bring droughts to parts of Southern Africa. It doesn't always happen. And uh, this looks like a really strong one. So that, you know, we need to need to be aware of what what might be coming. And um, every every time we have an El Nino we learn something new. But uh, we've got to be be ready. Professor Guy Mitchley, thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Director at the School for Climate Studies and a professor in global change biology in the Department of Botany and Zoology at the University of Stellenbosch. All right, well, uh, very, very scary times in a way, particularly in Asia with those heat waves at the moment.